Welcome back to Spoken D. This is part two, talking about video games. And I think we last time we said we would start talking about uh, emotional processing. And can video games be useful for that? Yeah, you were. I think I made the comment about our kids hitting each other less in real life because they get to punch or shoot each other in the virtual life. And that gets their uh, what negative emotion towards that person out without actually physically expressing it. Yeah, and I think that goes back to some of the research you were citing earlier mm-hmm. is that uh, they are finding that if you can use the video games in the right manner, that uh, they can all be a way to almost subconsciously get out some of your frustrations, guilt. You know, we were talking just in between episodes of taping how, you know, you can get out some competitive fluids (laughs) on the video game field. So uh, it can be very useful. So the, the idea is can you sort of process through it within the video game and not take what's happening in the video game into the outside world, right? Yeah. And continue it. Well, yeah, because we know that you can process without doing the physical, what you're thinking, right? Because it used right. to be, well, if you're mad at your brother, go smack your pillow, <laughs> right? And if you hit your pillow hard enough enough times, then you're, you cool off, right? And that's or, why they'd have the punching bag sometimes <laughs> in the house. Just go hit that sucker. Or a lot of... Um, recommendation is if you have a lot of frustration you know join a gym or something go and lift weight you know physically exert yourself to to get that out so now we're just taking that track to well do you really have to do the physical exertion or is it just a a mental you're stuck mentally on this feeling or emotion or desire to do something that if you can release that you don't have to tie the physical Uh, response to it well the interesting part of that to me is that you know the physical exertion is a way to disengage your brain from what you're thinking about that's making you angry or frustrated (laughs) right so you're able to transfer that into a physical action and disengage your brain and get it onto something else Mm -hmm. versus i mean just think about this with the video game you're able to keep your brain engaged in the emotion and work your way through it now we also hear about adults and kids uh picking up their video game and throwing it through the screen yeah that's the i'm no longer getting out through the the video game is now the frustration so i want to hit the video game so uh, they are not able to use that to process at least at this stage um in their development of using video games uh, that does not work for them so you know, I'm sure what will be going on in research as time goes on. Is there a biomarker that allows you to identify who does well with processing that through a video game versus not? You know, now out in the field of mental health, we have video games coming on the market to like to treat ADHD mm-hmm. uh, to see if they can help with uh, attention, concentration, and those things. So not necessarily the aggression yet, but can you move up through that neurocognitive scale and uh, and be able to do better in those things. So that is coming down because they're seeing benefits from some of these things. So that is uh, very interesting. But, you know, if a kid or adult is able to use those to sort of calm themselves down sometimes and then re- come out and re-engage in a calmer manner, that would be a very positive benefit. Yeah, so, I, you know, what what's 
striking me is I think there's potentially two ways video games are getting used, right? Well, outside of just fun and recreation, but in this conversation. Uh-huh. One is I'm mad at something or someone, and I'm going to the video game to get it out, which is potentially a healthy way to dis to get that emotion out of your brain so then you can re-engage and not have it be a issue. Correct. Right? Yes. But then I think the, the person who takes the controller and puts it through the TV is, now my video game is my source of stress. And continuing playing is not relieving my stress, it is compounding my stress. Yeah. So now where I may be going to relieve the stress in my life is adding on to the stress <laughs> in my life. And I finally just have to hit the video game. Well, you know, let's talk about this in real life because different type of video game, but uh, you do some of these chess games, right? Yep, I've been into chess games. And you get these levels that go by, like, certain points, but to get from, you were telling me to get from a certain level up to the next was like like it was leaps and bounds. It was very difficult to get to that next level. I just remember talking to you. You know, this is very frustrating. (laughs) I'm not, it's like 10 points. I need to get 10 (laughs) points higher. And I gain a couple and I lose a couple. But you kept, but you kept going after that, correct? Yeah, the you know I think chess is something that we could dive into <laughs> maybe, but chess is one that uh, you know I think me and one of my brothers tried to get into it a lot for like a month or two, and for a month or two, you know, er, when you first get in, oh you're making progression, then you kind of hit your natural limit, right? So I think <laughs> I went up like. 200 points so i got i think i maxed out my rating at 1200 for anyone who cares about chess on the chess.com website and then i didn't touch it for like two or three months and now i'm like back down to 900 like i just instantly lost every <laughs> game i jumped in on so that retention of uh not like riding a bike not huh? like i mean i remember how the pieces move but the strategies and every you know pattern recognition and all that that you're trying to tra- well i also play very fast chess, right? I like, like three, three, three minutes games. games. Yeah. Not to sit at the board and analyze every move. I'm like, can I process faster than my opponent? So a lot of it's recall of patterns and recall of positions. And, Oh, I know what you're trying to do. So I'm going to, well, if you don't remember all that, then good luck in three minutes trying to beat this person who knows what they're doing. Um, but yeah, that was a game that was very much sometimes, I'd play and I'd be feeling good and all of a sudden, oh, that's the source of my stress right now because I'm just losing every game. And then you go, oh, uh, I can't put down till I win one because I can't end on, you know, then the competitive side is, well, you can't end on a negative. So then you're just in this rabbit hole of (laughs) never stepping away from it. And finally, when you're being done, just being frustrated at the whole experience. Yeah, so this just, that sort of parlays what we see in athletics, Kids are getting started on piano, guitar, uh, people buying treadmills. It's very common for people to get started, make some initial progress, and then all of a sudden they stop. And when they go back, they sort of have this feeling, well, I should be back able to do what I was mm-hmm. doing, right? And that's not the case. You have to sort of start <laughs> down a few notches and go up. And a lot of people give up at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it takes... Many times, you know, the average is three or four times before somebody can stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know these other things. People start and stop. So can video games sort of get you to the point that you will have more staying power with something? You'll deal with more frustration, even if you go away and you'll stick with something more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it depends on your, your purpose of playing, right? Because, like, for me... 
video games transitioned from really kicked in after I quit playing sports competitively. Like most kids do after high school, you're not good enough to continue, but you still have this competitive fire in you and you need an outlet for it or you you hit your brother or something, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but what I like about video games probably is I don't like, I, I get really frustrated reaching a point and then not having uh, consistent wins. You know, any Unless you're really going into something to be competitive and your drive is really just, I want to be the best I can at this, then you're going to hit that plateau and then incre incremental increases are going to be slow, right? Well, with video games, there's you can just real easily jump to that next one. <laughs> Right. And get back in that, oh, I'm making improvements very quickly and you know, I'm I'm getting that positive feedback rapidly. So every couple months you can just hop to a new one and not really get stuck in that, oh, I've met, I've hit my natural plateau and now it's gonna be work versus just fun. Okay. So uh comp you sort of brought something else up in my brain because um maybe we'll, the other part that we were gonna talk about down the road will be the third part. <laughs> but uh so moving from like competitive sports, um, mm -hmm. playing through high school, junior high, high school, and I don't care what it is, debate teams, esports, most people don't make it to the next level, right? And yeah, even people who play in college, now almost none of them moves on to the next yeah. one is but you still have a lot of times that passion drive. Mm -hmm. And now let's say you get married or you get in a relationship. So what I hear a lot is probably on the opposite side of this and uh the, the treatment room is, oh, my gosh, all that person does is sit in a room all day and play video games. They don't spend any time with me. They, uh, they're obsessed with the game, right? Mm -hmm. But um, when you bring it up, I wonder if on the other side of the coin, uh, say, you know, you're married now and you have a kid and you still have this drive that you don't really have a, physical outlet with the buddies to go do things or with the mm -hmm. gals so does that provide you some stress relief actually you're able to use that and it makes you better and happier in your relationship yeah i think it's uh video games is just the the, the way of the outlet of what's you're trying to accomplish right so when you say um you hear in the room, video games are the problem. Because right? I think everybody's heard at some point, video games are the right. problem. I go, video game isn't the problem. The problem is they're not spending enough time with you. But if they replace video game with going to the gym, you'd have an issue with them going to the gym. Because it's... Well, if they're spending the time six hours there, right? So it's just the video game isn't causing the problem. The problem is they want to do something that is... A significant amount of time away from what the other person wants them to be doing and that to me that's what causes the friction in those situations is an unmet need that then is being put on what you perceive the person to be doing instead of what they but i think video games is a heightened one for a lot of people because it's viewed as oh it's potentially lazy they're you know it's non-productive at least going to the gym, they're working on their health or something. If they're out with friends, they're at least socializing. Well, if you're socializing on the game, it's viewed differently. Um, I, yeah, I think. And you tend to be around the person that feels like you're avoiding them. 
oh, they're in the house. They're around the kids. They're, they could just put it down and walk into the next room and everything's fine. But their back is to us. <laughs> they're focused on their screen. And they got their headphones on, the silencers. <laughs> and if anybody comes bugs them while they're right. playing their game, whoa, yeah. right? So, I have to watch them do the thing that's annoying me versus, well, they left and I'm annoyed, but at least I don't have to watch them counting reps or drinking beers or whatever else they'd be doing. Instead of the video game, it's removed from the house. Yeah, but I do think it's very fascinating, actually, that uh, it could be on the opposite side a very positive thing. I have found a, a way to relieve all these urges, True, I might need to get physical exercise, too, in mm-hmm. addition to that. But I'm keeping my mind active. I'm able to satisfy my sort of competitive things. I'm not going out to the bars or stuff, mm-hmm. taken away from, and I'm still here for my family time. It's just it might need to be a little structured so it's, you know, an agreed about amount of time, right? Yeah. And it might be that one of the partners just abhors video <laughs> games, so maybe not maybe go off to a different room to do them Mm -hmm. in that case. But uh, it's also a way, if you can become better at them, a a way for you to engage with your kids. Because we know that a lot of parents, hey, hey, here's the new iPhone, figure it out for me. I don't know Mm -hmm. what to do with it, right? Well, yeah, I think um, now that the reality is all kids are at some point going to be exposed to video games. And more than likely, they're going to go through a video game phase, right? I don't know if... I know of any kids who get exposed and have access and freely choose for their whole childhood not to engage in. At some point, they're going to decide, yeah, it's worth my time. No, it's not. I don't really enjoy it. But the newness, right, when it's new, I think all kids kind of dive into the things that are new. Um, and it's also very different than a lot of and I mean, VR is going to change that too, which that's a whole other topic maybe. Yeah, of, but that's, VR. But that's uh, an interesting thing. These uh, video games are ubiquitous, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the cloud. They're in the store. So They're on your phone. Yeah. So if you try to keep your children completely away from them, mm-hmm. are you actually fueling a protection, potential addiction to video games? Well... From what I've heard about addiction, you can, of course, jump in, is aside from the, the substances that are addictive, right? So the, the habitual things is I, I think I saw research once that said most people who develop habitual addictions develop them between like 14 and 18. Mm-hmm. You know, alcohol, gambling, those type of things, they tend to find them when they're in their teens overly use them in their teens and then it's wired into their brain as a dopamine dump or whatever's going on up there that keeps them chasing that thing so i would expand that age range a little bit because you might not be exposed during those ages right but so the question then is yeah is the is it partially exposure but then two and i don't think there's any way to prove these but are the kids who really go into them the partially either the ones who given too much access or really restrictive access? So now they're the boundary pushing, right? Oh, I'm not supposed to do it. So now the more I can get into it, the more I'm defiant. Or <laughs> yeah, or did you titrate the video game into the the brain system, mm-hmm. or between at this high risk period to develop these things, did you create a uh, potential for a dump Mm -hmm. so oh my gosh 
it's new, I got it, and all of a sudden I do not, my brain just wants more and more and more of it. At this point, I cannot turn it off. Yeah, because then, um, you know, what would be interesting in video games, I don't know if there's anything historical you could compare it to, is really quickly we've had three generations almost, right? There's the video games came when you're already an adult, and that generation kind of just left them, you know, not everyone, but the majority of that population left them behind, right? Then there was the video games came at some point in our school age, right? So for me, they were kind of catching on in high school, but really video games probably didn't really become prevalent because even in my age group, they were so, oh, the nerds play video games. It's not, it's not for everyone. It's still a segmented group, right? right? Where I think the, you know, the, the generation right behind mine was the, High school was around the time that you know everyone was doing it, and now my daughter's going to be essentially day one. <laughs> it's integrated into their life, so are they going to treat video games differently than the ones who ex- were exposed and it was really heavy at their fourteen-year-old to sixteen or you know that age group where it was oh let's just dive in headfirst full time because we've never had this or it wasn't a big part of growing up, so it's now the yeah you know, i new thing yeah most likely it will be come like everything else the be like sports right some people get involved some don't mm-hmm. some will get involved to some degree and won't then if you throw nil money at it <laughs> uh, uh more people but i would compare it to tv you know in my my generation mm-hmm. and generations before and since you know when there were three channels on the tv you know I watched TV, and you know there was nothing really else going on, on Sunday, so I watched sports. But interesting, as more has become available, I mean, man, there's so many channels, and there's mm-hmm. all these streaming services. I've become less and less interested. There's too many options, <laughs> so it's it's sort of, you know, it's there's too many choices for my brain to deal with. So uh, I just hardly watch any. T- in fact, you know, we have a TV down the basement i don't think we've turned it on in like a year and a half or so so that has been replaced by things like you know youtube or mm-hmm. you know netflix or that but even that they just it, there too many options and you just don't know this is going to be for sure be the plot and you know it's not going to be on for years right yeah because for like me right i tv was there my whole life right so i don't have this big desire to watch t- for me, TV's on in the background. Like, I like to have it on in the background, but I do not like to just sit down and watch it. And I don't know a lot of people my age group who just like to, you know, certain sports, you know, certain things they like, but to sit down all day and watch it as a, as a generation doesn't seem to be a big thing. So that is a separate topic for a separate time, noise in the background. So we have video to remember games, that. we like to sit down and spend large amounts of time, but that was kind of novel it wasn't there for our whole childhood. So I wonder if the new generation where it's part of their whole childhood is not going to be this. Uh, it's going to go the way of TV. Right. Yeah. Noise in the background. <laughs> I like that. So uh, this is going to wrap up this segment. We actually are going to have at least one more segment. I don't know how many we will. But one thing we wanted to touch on are more of the individual video games versus the team video games. And why might one be drawn to one or the other? And 
what significance those might have. We just started talking a little bit, and we found it to probably be an interesting topic. So thank you for joining us on Spoken D, and be sure to like or subscribe and leave us comments. Thank you very much.